I didn't kill my wife. (laughs) Get off my plane. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Erasable Podcast, episode 182. I'm Andy Welfley. I'm your host today. Uh, I'm here with my friends, Johnny and Tim. Hey, guys. Hey, Andy. Just like in the blink of an eye, we had 182. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> it is a blink. It, it just feels <laughs> like it just, it was just like a blink. What's my name like again? Blink 182, you know, like <laughs> blink, blink, and it's 182. Just, yeah. Rob wow. Thomas over here. Wait, it's Matchbox 20. That's Matchbox 20. <laughs> That's Matchbox 20. I get those confused all the time. Don't tell my wife. I won't tell Rob Thomas either. We're Okay. I appreciate <laughs> it. Next time you talk to Rob. Yeah. Man. Well, it's been a month and some change. It's been more than one blink. It's been more than one, 182 blinks, in fact. We kind of had an unofficial, unannounced summer break. A lot of stuff going on. And I think we're ready to get back into it. So yeah. one, one thing I should mention, due to some scheduling conflicts, our interview with Matthew Battles, who wrote uh, Palimpsest, A History of the Written Word, is on pause. We're going to try to like schedule him for uh, an upcoming episode, but we realized we didn't want to just stop. We didn't want to slow down and just stop and, and wait for that. So we're going to press ahead and we'll let you know when we can get Matthew on the show. Yeah, we hope, hopefully it'll work out where our schedules can sort of work together so that we can have him on and talk to him. But if not, we're still going to do yeah. our book club episode regardless. So hopefully it'll work out. Yeah. So here we are. We're, we wanted to, we thought it was important to get together and bring you the content you came here for. <coughs> And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it. Tim, do you want to get us started with tools of the trade? Yes, I do. So first off, most importantly, is my favorite band, Wilco, came out with a new album last mm, Friday. That's right. Yeah. So they put out two really good singles over the last month and a half, and then they, and when they released it, they announced that they were putting out a double album which they haven't done in a very long time. And it's called Cruel Country. And these are what Wilco calls country songs. It is what you would call a Wilco song. They're not, <laughs> it's not super country at all. They're the being there album. If anybody's ever heard that is, is more country than this, like at parts of it. But anyways, it is a very good album. It, if any, if you listen to Jeff Tweedy's solo album, Love is the King, which I talked about on here, it feels like a beefed up version of that because it's got the whole band of Wilco behind him. But it's like a, it feels like a Wilco album that grew out of his book, How to Write One Song, because the songs are, you know, sort of simple, but like the lyrics have like a really refreshing kind of first draft feel to him. Mm. Like he's not being super precious with the lyrics, letting the song and because I mean, he's writing a song a day pretty much as wow. a songwriter so you can kind of feel that energy in it it is a great album i really enjoy it it's a little monotone at times like where it seems like it's all kind of in the same register but not necessarily in a bad way i think it's a really good summer record it's it's kind of like a yeah it's a little melancholy but also it's just a fun record it's got some good lines and i watched uh, a friend and i got together and watched the live stream of their festival which is called Solid Sound that they do every other year in Massachusetts. Hmm. And we watched the live stream of the first night. And so we got to see them perform the entire show live, like, or the entire album live, like start to finish. Oh, I see. And then they did like a encore where they played like 10 more other songs. So it was really good. So Hmm. yeah, check it out. It's a great album. It's not even out on physical copies. Like you can't buy vinyl or CDs or anything yet. It's only streaming. Did I tell Uh, you about a... I bought a vinyl album the other day. No, what'd you get? I got the new album by the Lindas, which is a, are you familiar with them? No. Um, They are a uh, punk band consisting of four like teenage girls. Oh, I do. Yes, I do know. Yeah, they are 
I saw, I think it was an NPR special I saw, or like an NPR feature of them covering some song or something like that. Yeah. I, know, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Nice. They're, they're really great. Very cool. I just bought a first vinyl in a while today. I bought, I got it. I took the kids to our local used bookstore and used some of our trade in credit to stock up on a ton of weird, but true books, which our kids like. Oh yeah. We bought like six of them. And then I also bought a used vinyl of Buddy Holly's greatest hits. Oh, cool. Which I'm excited about. Man, when I was Henry's age, I was really into Ripley's Believe It or Not books, which I think is probably very similar. Oh, yeah. 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 This one's like all facts. It's like just, just these true. I mean, it'll be something like this kind of dinosaur has over a thousand teeth in its mouth or something like it's all just yeah. kind of fun fact stuff. They do have yeah. some that are more like blow your mind, kind of gross stuff. And, <laughs> but they're good. When I, I remember it was always Guinness Book of World Records when I was. Yeah. Age. Everybody in our school was like fighting to get those out of the library. <laughs> and now everybody just has a phone. Yeah, yep. they just, yeah. <laughs> just, just the Internet. They just have they just follow Uber facts on Twitter. And they're like, yeah. Reading wise, I am currently reading something that I was not planning to read, but have been kind of surprised by, pleasantly surprised by, which is The President is Missing by James Patterson and Bill Clinton. Yes, I was wondering if that, what? that's what that book <laughs> yeah, was. It is exactly what that is. Yeah. Um, so they wrote, I guess they wrote two. I didn't know they wrote two, but I was, I had seen it and had heard a surprisingly positive review from somebody who was like, it's actually like a good thriller or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. whatever. There's also, it's the president's daughter, right? That's the, that's the other one that they wrote? Yeah, 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 the president's yeah. daughter. And then Hillary wrote different, a book with different somebody else with Louise Penny. Yeah, yeah, Louise Penny. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is becoming a thing. James Patterson also did one with Dolly Parton that came out this year. <laughs> so, He's basically right, writing like Columbo episodes with like special guest stars. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped from the headlines. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was walking through our church and we have like a library where like all the old people drop off the books they're done with. And it was on like the display shelf. So I was like walking and it was like on the right by the door. President is missing. I was like, oh, what the hell? I grabbed it. I shouldn't have said that in church, but I was like, what the hell? I grabbed it. But I started reading it at the beginning, like the first 50 pages kind of scratched my West Wing itch. Yeah. Because it, it was very like insidery kind of politics. And I was like, oh, man, this is great because it's kind of like West Wing. Like I'm enjoying this. Like, yay. And then all of a sudden it like sort of turns into a Harrison Ford movie, you know, which is fine, <laughs> which is also cool. And so I've actually just really been enjoying it. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get off my plane. So that's been enjoyable. I've been enjoying that. So, and then watching Jane and I just now started watching Grace and Frankie with yeah, just yeah. from the beginning, from the beginning. We'd never seen it before. Yeah. And it is yeah. a lot of fun, like way yeah. more fun than I thought it would be. That oh, yeah. first episode where they, like what is it like they do peyote with each other on the beach or something yep. like <laughs> like on accident or something like that that was yeah. amazing so it was I, not at all was i was expe- what i was expecting i love lily tomlin so much and yes. and also jane fonda is just so good and sam watterson and michael like like yeah martin sheen like it, it, yeah, sheen. it's such a good cast i think lily tomlin and and watterson take the award like yeah. i just like i love those two characters the yeah. most i think and, yeah the uh, I've been watching the last season and it's oh, on Netflix right now. And yeah, it's really, yeah. It's really good. And I was, we were, Jane and I were actually talking about the last episode or the, about Martin Sheen in that show, because at first I was like, 
I feel like he doesn't know how to play this part. Like, right. Like he doesn't, he seems so like, he seems so like stiff and he's like this older gay man now. And then Jane was like, well, what if that's the point? What if he's yeah, playing? That's the part. That's what, well, that's the part. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> okay. He's doing an incredible job. Like he just yeah. uh, flipped my opinion. You know? Yeah. So that's it. Uh, nice. We're really liking it. And I am using a Blackwing 64 and I am using my Blackwing slate bullet journal. Nice. So, how about you, Johnny? Sweet. So, you know, I watch British TV every night, so I'm not going to talk for a million years about every series I've watched since the last time we recorded, because it's a lot. But there's one on BritBox that's an original called The Responder that has Martin Freeman as the lead as sort of this, like, I don't know, morally compromised policeman. And you find out later he had been demoted, and it's just, like, really wild. It's, it's, it's bonkers. Yeah. I think... It's one of those shows where before they finish airing season one, they book season two because it's just really good. Get a free trial for of Ripbox just for that. It's totally worth it. And I was listening to Spotify, and you know how they recommend things. They recommended a band called The Interrupters. What do you mean? I have never heard of this band. I hadn't either. I'm sorry. I was, I was interrupting so, you. Interrupting. I texted my brother. I'm like, hey, I think you'd like this band. And he went off. Apparently, he's a huge fan. He's you know, open for 311 a bunch of times. I'm like, what? where the hell have I been? <laughs> They're, you know, punk ska band. Like, they kind of sound like No Doubt if it didn't have a really irritating singer and they were a little better at their instruments. <laughs> I'm sorry, are you telling me that Gwen Stefani is irritating? She's a coach on The Voice. Like, yeah. she is. How, how dare uh, you, sir? <laughs> I'm sure she's fine when she's not at the front of that. You know band, what? Johnny is bananas. B A N A S. You, and you're, yeah. actually, you're wrong. She's not, but go ahead. <laughs> that man is bananas. <laughs> Every time I hear that song, I'm like, is that how you spell it? I'm a poor speller. <laughs> and so my last thing is I'm reading Carsick, John Waters Hitchhikes Across America, which I don't remember when it came out. It came out 2014-ish. We used to have a stationary club at um, Atomic Books in Baltimore. And in the back, they have a little sort of bottle bar. So we would go there because a few people didn't drink and they had some really interesting sodas. Mm. And I know I'm always up for caffeine. So one night John Waters was there signing this book and he needed a pen and everybody had fountain pens. And of course I did. So I gave him a big bold, a big crystal bold. And apparently he really liked it. Mm. So he lives in my neighborhood and I see him pretty regularly. I saw him at the grocery store the other day, but I never fanboy it. I was like, Oh, give him a space. It's Monday at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but in this book, he writes two novellas called the best that could happen and the worst that can happen. And then what actually happened. And I didn't know he actually wrote the fictional stuff before he left for his trip. Hmm. I guess maybe he thought he would die. There's a lot of anxiety in it. Like, oh man, this isn't going well. But it was like really hilarious. And he has a new novel out. So I, I thought to pick that up called Liar Mouth, a feel bad romance. <laughs> so, and like the way that he writes, if you imagine him saying it, in his sort of Baltimore-ish accent, it's just like way funnier. <laughs> Like, no, oh, what a... Is there an audiobook? I bet there's an audiobook. <laughs> Do you think he reads it? <laughs> yes, that would be awesome. If I don't know. So there's a bar in the neighborhood where I grew up where apparently whenever Johnny Depp was in town, they would go there and drink. It was a thing. It's a, a crap hole that's not there anymore. But uh, yeah, I guess that's a topic today. I'll forget I said Johnny Depp. <laughs> he definitely does all of his own audiobooks, by the way. He Most of his to. own audiobooks, it looks like. Oh, and so in this book, you learn the secret of the mustache that I've always wondered. Is it real or is it penciled on? And the answer is yes. Oh. He fills it in with pencil because it's 
like white. Yeah. Should we should we but get him on to talk about that? Oh my god. <laughs> so Atomic Books in Hamden, they actually get all of his fan mail there. Hmm. So if you ever want to send him anything, that's where it goes. Yeah. And yeah, I mean we went there when you guys were in. Yeah, town. I remember that. So, that was fun. That was a cool place. Little Yeah, they're really cool. And they mentioned the owner by name in the book. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Like I've talked to him. <laughs> But as near as they're famous, I'm going to get. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you know, so, he splits his time between Baltimore and San Francisco. I know some people who have like just yeah. run into him on the bus. Yeah, he lives. He lives somewhere in our neighborhood. Yeah, but definitely does not live in. It's a, it's a secret. Yeah. And I'm writing with this is cool, a Parker 45 in navy blue, and it's filled with yellow ink from. Now they just go by our bond. They they dropped. The oh really? I didn't know that. And we talked about this on Indelible. Like, how could you write with yellow ink? You can. Yeah. It's just you have to be careful about what kind of paper you use. Yeah. So I found a stock that really likes bright ink, and you can straight up red and yellow on it. It's great. <laughs> and, and that pen is you know smooth, kind of wet, not too wet. It's really good mix. And I'm writing in a pride book that I made. Nice. Nice. How about you, Ooh. sir? Well, I just last night finished a novel called The Cartographers. It's a... I guess it's like a kind of a magical realism mystery novel kind of all around the idea of map making. And it was a group of what's happening among a group of cartographers. And it's, I ran across it at an independent bookstore day and I was like looking at it and I was like, you know what, I'll read this. So my only criticism is I wish there was more sort of like nerdiness about map making. I was like there's definitely that's an element that they don't really get into like the kind of level of nitty gritty that I was hoping that they would get into. But it was a really fun, just sort of like, I, don't, I wouldn't even call it like sci-fi, but like, or fantasy, just like kind of magical realism, just mystery. It's a lot of fun. We watched some TV. We finished the last season of Atlanta, which is that, did, did either of you see any seasons of that? No. It is um, a show that made by Donald Glover of community fame. And it's, it's, what is it? It started off about like, the story of like him as a young adult, like in growing up in Atlanta and he's kind of a rapper and his cousin's a rapper, but his cousin makes it big. And this last season really like, he just sort of departed. He was like, you know what? I'm just going to make like what I want to make. And he has all these, there's a b- bunch of episodes that are almost like little short films and they're all about like, you know, being black in America or race relations. And there's this one episode in particular that's basically like, this kind of what if a like like this woman wins a a federal lawsuit that like a man whose ancestors owned her ancestors has to like give her all this money and it's about like what happens in america when like there's actual like reparations and like equalization of race and it's like hmm. almost like a little it wasn't like scary like like a jordan peele movie but it was just it had very much had that feeling just like almost like, like a black twilight zone and it was really good. And the rest of the series, the season is just so good too, but it's a huge departure from like previous seasons. It was really good. And we're in the, just started. Do you ever, I talked about this years ago, like two or three years ago when the first season was on. Does anybody remember Gentleman Jack? Have we talked about this? No, I've heard of yeah, it. I get to give it it's whiskey a, brand. There's a whiskey? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, an HBO show. It's like a 
co-produced probably with the BBC. It's a, it's a British show. And it's about this woman named Anne Lister who was in like 1830s, 1840s, like Halifax in York. She was almost open lesbian. And it's kind of about how she like, you know, she's a very shrewd businesswoman and she's very like aggressive in business. And people are just like, is she a man? Like they just didn't have like the word for this. And she's courting, like it's based off her journals, which she was a real person. And season one was about just sort of like establishing that and about like how some like oil robber was trying to like steal oil from her estate and how she counteracted that. And she started courting this woman who like moved in next door and, this the season is just kind of getting to it's it's just they called her like in this people called her gentleman jack in this very derogatory way because she you know she's a woman why is she acting like a man that kind of a thing yeah that's really good and i am writing in my baron fig confidant i have that the cover that goes with it that looks like a bible study cover what is that the guardian pro is that what it's called yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like yeah, that one. Michael, I went to, I'm actually calling in from the office today. I went in to have a couple of meetings. I've, I've been trying to break up my week and I've been going in maybe once a week. So I'm, I brought that to travel with in here and I'm writing with a black Ticonderoga that I found on my desk. And Excellent. you know what? It's not um, bad. Is it the Matt USA finish one? Or the Matt finished USA? It's not a USA one. It's a, it's the, not as shiny as they are now, but it is, is it the ones that were slightly matte? Were they the ones from China? Oh, I don't remember. Usually they were unsharpened. It's the only okay. difference I remember. Yeah, it's that one. It's not the USA one. It's more matte than the ones that are they have now. But I think it's the one from China, which is Interesting. not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> and that is it for me. Should we get into Fresh Points? Let's rock. Okay, Let's Tim, <laughs> you're up. Yeah. <clears throat> so first of all, uh, I'll talk about Personally, we've talked about bullet journey so many times on this podcast, and I've talked aggressively against it at times. <laughs> so guess what? <laughs> open to it. <laughs> I've been open to it at times. I've tried it several times. And with the help of a recent diagnosis, I'm not going to say too much about it, but I mean, I am diagnosed as an adult with ADHD, which I has come out has come out in a really interesting way because I mean I I don't know I just it's not something I would have ever pegged myself for, but now it makes perfect sense. And now with that knowledge and with the treatment and stuff, I have retried bullet journaling, which John lovingly sent me a copy of the bullet journal book, which was super helpful. I started doing it, and now I can't. It's been three weeks and I've done it every day and I can't live without it. It's been wild and really helpful. So it also just the thing that I had never like fully embraced was just how customizable it was and how like fluid and it is and how you can kind of do with it, whatever you want, which is really nice. I, mine is not very pretty and it is, you know, sloppy at times, but I mean, I've kind of worked up my own system, like my own legend of, markings for which is just like a combination of different ones that i saw on the internet basically uh, but it's working great for me and nice. yeah it's cool so I've been, I've been doing it and another thing that just proves that i'm being treated for something that i need to be treated for long ago since i started bullet journaling to now i am still using the same pen like i have not hmm. lost <laughs> i have not lost this Inkjoy gel pen it's just a normal blue Inkjoy gel i'm just saying but i'm like fascinated by the fact that 
it's always there. Like I don't leave it anywhere stupid. I don't just, it doesn't disappear. I don't give it away and forget about it. But for, it's just kind of amazing. I'm not being like stuck on it, but that pen is just always right there, man. And it's been yeah. great. It, it, it goes really well with the Blackwing slate I'm using. It makes a nice juicy line and I've just very satisfying. So I've stuck with it. But so have you joined up? <clears throat> what do they call it? Bullet Journal University? No, I have not. I don't know what that Dude, is. So <laughs> it's a thing on Mighty Networks where, um, I don't know how to, like they have a lot of like round tables and stuff and zoom meetings where like Ryder Carroll's there and you can ask him questions mm. and they do like a one where you get together and plan for the month, stuff like that. It's actually like not as boring. I say it sounds else. terrible, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, but, but that's what I said about bullet journaling. So maybe I'll try it out, but thank you, Johnny for being so encouraging and helpful with that. It's been really helpful staying organized and getting stuff done and like learning how to like harness the, like the good brain space that I have in a day. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. And the other thing I was going to bring up, which is we'd like to say thank you to Baron Fig because they did send us uh, review copies of the new guided journal, the new mm-hmm. confidant guided journal, which is called the draft, which we wanted to, we all are, we have been looking forward to talking about. So They've done many of these guided journals before. We've talked about a lot of them before. I know, you know, we talked about the Clear Habit Journal. We talked about the Wander uh, Dream Journal, I think. We talked about the was there? Oh, the meditation one, I think, came up at some point, the, the Bloom. But they just have a bunch of them. And this new one, Draft, was a collaboration with Roxanne Gay, who is a well-known internet personality <laughs> and writer. So she is known for... The books like like Hunger, and yeah. it was a book of hers that was. I mean, I, I know I own a copy. I have not read it yet, but I have a copy uh, of that book. Also, The Bad Feminist is another one that she's yeah, that's a good one. Well known for so yeah, and so she collaborated with them, and they created a notebook that I guess it's just like a go to notebook to write to draft out a story and it gives you all the tools you need to draft out that story so it has things like project planners a space for storyboarding it has some forms for how to kind of map out characters like you know essentials about characters research sections and it's even like a sort scrivener of, but in a notebook yeah totally yeah that's a good way to put it. And it, there are even these, they use all these different icons to stand in for different things, almost like its own little bullet journal symbols to kind of, you know, tell you what to put where. And it also comes in a really cool color. So just talk about like the superficial part of it. Is it a, I don't know what you call that blue. Is, that, is it navy blue or is it like a. Yeah. Ooh, cadet blue. Like that. Cadet blue yeah. with an embossed like three pages stacked on top of each other at the front. It has the band, which I'm still waiting for them to put on the normal confidant. I like, just don't understand why. Do What's already. the weight? You know, I mean, how many of these do we have to buy before you're going to start putting the bands on the new ones? Like when you go to the new stock, because I know it's there. So. Yeah. And a pink uh, ribbon. Also, I just have to say that I like the box. <laughs> I think the box is a really cool design with the scribbles and the and the editing symbols on it. I, I think that's it was a good touch yeah. and also has the same nice cadet blue. Thank you, Johnny. And the <laughs> pink pearl colored yeah. uh, everything else. Yeah. So, what do you get? What do you guys? What thoughts do you guys have about this guided journal? I mean, for me, like the, the trouble is, is like it's still very much one of those like guided kind of like structured content journals, and I think I just sort of fundamentally like can't 
follow them or I feel like I'm boxed in or something. I just like feel really weird about trying to like follow that in earnest. But I, I like the concept a lot. I think it's like if this is something that you want to do all out kind of by hand and you're not doing like a NaNoWriMo kind of a thing where you're just just starting the writing, like this is a really good way to do it. I also think it's cool that it's like a collaboration with somebody like Roxanne Gay. Like she's a pretty big name for somebody like Baron Fig, right? Like and they, and they previously they did if you remember the SKU journal, which was the like the scribble one, it was one of the first sort of like concept journals that they made during their limited edition like year. That was with in collaboration with Debbie Millman, who's Roxanne Gay's wife. So they, uh, I think they have a lot of like, they had some inroads like, you know, to collaborate there. So I, th I think this is a really interesting collab, especially for Baron Fig to do something like this. So I'm really interested in that aspect of it. I would love to see like if she... I have, I have no idea what her writing process is. She's very, I follow her on Twitter, but yeah, I have, no, I have no, like I don't really have a good peek into like kind of how she does it. And I'd be really interested to know if she actually follows this or how much this is like part of her brain. So along uh, the lines of what Andy was saying about this being a guided book, one thing I like about it is that so much of the book isn't a guided book. Like almost the whole book is still blank. Yeah. So you could just get tired of it and write. Just use know, it like a regular notebook. Or, yeah. Yeah. Fan fiction about something. Yeah. It's almost like you have a little but, uh, section or something like that, like mm -hmm. <clears throat> where you can just go to yeah, the I workout ideas. It's called, that it's called the writing journal is just freaking cool. If I didn't know who Baron Fig was and I saw that as a subtitle, I would have bought it. Like what? Yeah. But Indy, you mentioned NaNoWriMo. I could see this being like super great to have in your well, hands during like October. And I was, I was wondering, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. For October, you can just start planning like your stuff in October in the like, like in the front of this in the reference section and then yeah like just like get right to the writing in november yeah kind of based with it that, that's really baron fig should do like a a big push for this in october that'd be really fun yeah i don't know if it's a secret harry said that he'd been trying to get them to do something with nanowrimo yeah in the past and like that would be a really great partnership they could just make like a double thick confidant yeah that would be Ooh, that's a good idea perfect or a double thick a double thick draft yeah that would be Oh, it's on. <laughs> Double elastics, three page markers, <laughs> a pocket. But yeah, it's a, it's a cool. I yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know if Joey actually listens to the show, but Joey, would you just for the love of Pete, please put an elastic strap on just the regular confidants? I'm, we're all ready for it. <laughs> so would it be inappropriate if I offered my services to put elastics on your, your confidants? <laughs> I mean, you already do. You already uh, do so much for me. In this. And I uh, pocket. <laughs> pocket I just great. made a book for Frankie with both of them. As long as you don't mind that I have to tear some stuff out <laughs> and then put it back in a way that you might not. As I say, how do you put the the elastic band on there? Look at all. Yeah, you cut a hole in the back, take out the end papers, and you dig a trench for the elastic, and then like get it in there, glue it on the top and the bottom. Usually, I put a piece of book binding mall on top, and then put the end papers back, and like it will not come out. <laughs> If you use good glue. Yeah. It's that's all. It's, really it's that fun. simple. <laughs> <laughs> now, digging the little trench part is really fun. You get to play, you know, slice out little pieces of cardboard piece by yeah. piece. Very relaxing. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I didn't notice this one didn't have a pocket because I could swear that some of their guided books had pockets. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to look at some of them. I, I don't actually know. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I've heard repeat what Tim said. The color scheme on this is just yum yeah. yum yeah yeah i think uh, some of that front matter stuff like the storyboarding and whatever uh 
is a little intimidating at like first glance, Andy, maybe in the same, I don't know if that's related to like what, how you feel about the sort of guided stuff where it's like, this is how you need to do things. But it's all like, I guess the way I feel about it is that it's all rudimentary enough stuff about writing. Yeah. You know, it's nothing wacky. There's no like prompts you have to answer. It's just kind of like, it's definitely not as prescriptive as like some of their other things like the coding journal, yeah. which yeah, just feels really weird. Yeah. This one's like, yeah, some of them are bossy. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. This one is way less. So like, it's just like, here's some tools that you can use if you need them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, this is, here's, you can work out. If you want need to work out a character, try this. If you yeah. need to work out some, a scene, try this. But also it's like, it doesn't take up that much of the book. Like Johnny said, there's just so many lined pages that, even if you don't use any of that stuff, it's still just a cool looking notebook that you can work out a draft in. Yeah. It's cool. So, so thank you, Baron Fig, for, for those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sending those along. Yeah. We were all cool. super excited, I know, to get those in the. the oh, yeah. Like a, and just know the connection to her and or just to, to a well known author. And, and also just the subject matter of that is just kind of right up our alley to like want to check out and feel out. Roxanne, if you want to come on the show and talk about your writing process, we are more than happy to have you so i've been going i'm taking a stroll down blade sharpener lane lately (laughs) as i was doing i mean not research but maybe practice for the pencil sharpening zine and like i forgot just how delightful they are because i mean lately i've gotten very utilitarian about my pencils and i shove them into an electric pencil sharpener and i don't even empty the damn thing until it's like it won't close anymore and it's spilling out (laughs) Which which makes me sound like a dirt ball, but it does smell good. But yeah, like taking a like a coom long point, the single hole one, and you know just carving out some delicious pencil weapons with it, and playing with their masterpiece. I just I enjoyed jumping back into that and getting my hands all graphite, yeah, making a mess. But yeah, that's it's you know for me with pencils, like the accessories and sharpening are part of the appeal. So yeah. You know, a nice little brass sharpener was just such a nice little thing. Oh, yeah. As much as I love fountain pens, you know, you don't have any brass accessories to carry around. I learned it from you, Johnny. I really love just like sitting in a coffee shop and sharpening my my pencil into like the the coffee saucer or to an empty cup or something. I stole it from Hemingway. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I credit (laughs) you for really making it mainstream. I know oh, that's so satisfying <laughs> unless you accidentally get it in your coffee and don't realize it until you have right, finished well, the coffee. You know, not so, don't ask I'm me. I'm sure that know. hasn't actually happened to you. <laughs> not lately. Did you finish the coffee though? Yeah. Yes, you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I didn't realize it was in there until I was finished. <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of in the dregs, the bottom. You'd think the pencil shavings would float. You would be incorrect. <laughs> At least not in that coffee. But uh, yeah, so I have another scene out that's the second sharpener one and probably i think there are gonna be four of them so like it's a nice fun deep dive into blade sharpeners which is you know speaks for itself is that the sequel to blade runner uh, yes blade sharpeners it's it's but it's it's an analog version of blade runner (laughs) so (laughs) it is real effing cool (laughs) but yeah i also have the pen scene out which is the rainbow edition Oh, I forgot to list these on Etsy. So they're not actually out, but they're here in a pile. Sneak peek. And yeah, they're out to subscribers, but it's in full color. So I wrote an article about my favorite inks in all six colors of the, you know, traditional rainbow spectrum and then pink at the end because I like pink ink. So that yeah, was, it was fun to write, but a real pain in the butt to uh, lay out. 
and print. Yeah, and the only other self-promotion thing here is my damn pride journals that are made to order. So I can do 10 of them in a day, but if you want one, like, hurry and get one. Because <laughs> I want to be able to... Uh, let me know if you want one. The, the paper I was talking about earlier that you can use yellow ink with is what I put in those books, and it's so nice. Like, I... I'm a big fan of it. What's the characteristic of a paper that works well with paper? I don't know. It's 28 pound white paper that's bright white, but then not bright white. Hmm. And I don't know, whatever coating is on it soaks ink up, but also boosts it hmm. as if it didn't soak it up. It's really weird. Like I've played with it a lot and I don't know anything about chemistry or what they coat those papers with, but it's very enjoyable. I feel like I shouldn't tell anybody what it is because it's not super expensive. But it's nice. Yeah. And I will stop advertising my wares. <laughs> Johnny has wares. That, that you have cool. you like. Yeah. <laughs> Any other fresh points, Johnny? Nope. I will advertise somebody else's wares. Um, we Hi. mentioned him earlier, but uh, our good friend of the show, Harry Marks, has a new novel that came out, I think, yesterday as we record this. And uh, it is called The Library at the Center of the Earth. I pre-ordered it. It is a murder mystery uh, jaunt through a library. And like, it feels a little Dan Brownie. I've not read it yet. It just came out yesterday. It also just feels a little kind of like top secret. It has a lot of intrigue. So go check that out. It, I think it's pretty cheap. I think I paid like three bucks for it. Uh, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I bought it yesterday. It was, yeah. I think I got it on Kindle for like two ninety nine. Yeah. So Harry's been killing it. He had the, you know, his book, The Prophet that came out sometime last year. Like, I don't know how he does it, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's really go, uh, go buy Harry's novels. It's on uh, Amazon for Kindle. So I, I don't think you can get like a printed on demand version of it, at least not yet, but you can at least get that. So yep. Library of the Center of the Earth by Harry Marks, our friend Harry Marks. Go check that out. I wanted to mention, I completely like it came at a, it came at a weird time and I did not properly follow up with you and thank you for this, Johnny. But so Pretty soon after we recorded last time was Independent Bookstore Day. And it was really fun. Katie and I went out to celebrate and it was such a great day. And then we came home and then all of a sudden our cat died, just like really suddenly. And it was pretty, pretty crushing and kind of like hard to process. And, you know, with any sudden death, let alone one that's like, you know, it's, it's he's just a cat, but he's a member of the family, right? Like I see him more often than I see most humans. But a little later in just a, just a really just kind, fun way, Johnny sent me a journal that he made out of the cover of a Cat Who book, which cat, uh, the cat who did something, the cat who came in from the cold, the cat who is the spy who loved me or whatever. Like just a series of murder mysteries by Lillian Jackson Braun that my mother and my grandmother just loved. Just like one of those like cozy mystery kind of originals. And Johnny, that was so considerate. And thank you so much for doing that. You're That's welcome. really fun. It's a really cool journal too. Like I was, at first I was like, Johnny, why did you send me this book? <laughs> <laughs> and then I opened it up. It's like, oh no, he, he had a journal on it. This is really cool. <laughs> so that would be, you should make a video of making a book into a journal. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. I should do that. Yeah. Last thing I'll mention is something else really cool that kind of came and went. I I had like learned a little bit about it beforehand in talking to Andrew Meekham from at the book fair that was in Richmond. But there's a collaboration that Blackwing did. It's one of those collabs with a company, the Blackwing X series. And they did one with uh, Shepard Fairey with Obey Giant. And so it was mm. Blackwing X Obey. And it was just a you know, a regular old, it's a black wing with like some really cool colors and 
just a kind of a bright red eraser. And honestly, like I love it for the box, like the, the Blackwing illustration on the box is done sort of like that, that Shepard Perry style that looks so cool. It's really kind of like clean lines and very like epic. It should be on like a campaign poster with Obama's face or something. Uh, it's really neat. And then they made a notebook too, that has like a, yeah, the notebook yeah, is cool. has like a cool like test that. pattern or, or something. So on the one side of the Blackwing, it says Blackwing X Obey. And the other side, it says the future is unwritten. Did either, either of you get these? I didn't know. I got a set for Frankie for okay. Wednesday. They sold out pretty quickly. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, they are sold out again. Oh, well, oh, wow. uh, correction. They still have the notebooks on blackwing.com. Uh, if you want the notebooks plus one one Blackwing pencil, you can go there and get it. It looks like I'm cruising the website for Obey right now. It looks like they don't have it. But it, they, did, they already did one restock. So maybe it'll happen again if you don't follow Blackwing on instagram and you really you know want like this like you should really follow them so i don't know there's been a lot of like collabs lately and i've been kind of hesitant to really jump into one there's that grove made one that they just came out with do you guys see that yeah yeah that's did I? those are really cool it's i think i missed that grove made is that company that makes like it, they kind of look like dudek block like like modern blocks oh yeah yeah yeah. they made one and they have a spot to put in the the one stage sharpener to just kind of hold it and they, they have these really cool charcoaly grayish black wings that they made for it that's really cool but yeah those are those ones are yeah yeah yeah, yeah they look really great so so yeah they, they have a lot of collabs that are just like not that interesting to me but this is definitely a really cool one the obey collabs and the grove made collabs for that that matter kudos to blackwing and to shepherd fairy for that kind of combo that's really neat I wonder how they got hooked up. I wonder how that happened. Oh uh, yeah. Mm. Through, through their, you know, their good friend Banksy, I think their mutual friend just had like <laughs> yeah. just called Charles up one day and was like, Hey. And he had like yeah. a one of those like voice changers over his Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure their their good friend uh you know third Jeff Tweedy did, you know, contacted them and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> just hey. uh, I want to tell you about something. Yeah, <laughs> the person I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> so, man, this has been too long. Let's not go yeah. another month. No, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was. It was I think weird. it was very long, but also probably needed. I think everybody needed it for yeah, different reasons. So. I yeah, I definitely needed. I was. But it's been, been a week good. in. I went to Minneapolis for a week for my conference, and then I went to Indiana for a week to see my family. And it was nice not to have to like worry about, you know, producing this and getting that out during that time. But I did miss you guys. No, oh, yeah, always. Yeah. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> my oh yeah, my Henry got COVID a second Ouch. time during that Poor time. Kid. No symptoms. No symptoms. Oh good. Two, twice. Two in a row. No symptoms. Wow. Lucky. Duck. I I somehow went to a conference, an indoor conference with six hundred people. And then I went to Indiana, where, as you know, COVID does not exist. And I <laughs> somehow, I, I literally tested every day, and I somehow escaped without it. I have no idea how, but I don't want to tempt fate like that again for a while, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my friend is a fireman, and with people coughing in his face, he never got it. And then he got it from his kid, oh, wow. like two or three weeks ago. <laughs> Kids, man, germ bags. <laughs> Worst. From a trip. I did get a cold from, from Katie's cousin's kid, who came over. We hung out and had dinner together and yeah, he was definitely like wiping his nose on everything. And I'm pretty sure I got a cold from him, but not COVID. <laughs> yeah. But nowadays you see someone with a cold, you're like, wait, yep. don't sneeze. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Should we button this up? Sounds sure. good. 
All right. So uh, this has been uh, episode 182 of the Erasable Podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to recording, if you want to read show notes, uh, get more information, go to erasable.us slash 182. You can read more about this. You can find, oh, I should ask, uh, Tim, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Timothy Wassum, and I'm on Twitter at Tim Wassum. And Johnny, how about you? I'm at PencilRevolution.com on social media at Pencilution, and you can buy my overpriced notebooks <laughs> at Etsy.com slash shop slash PencilRevolution. They're very fairly priced for the amount of blood, sweat, and tears that you put into it. So I it's literally blood sometimes. I, I, I want one of those notebooks <laughs> so I can perform rituals. <laughs> <laughs> You might have one. You might want to flip through. Okay. <laughs> see, see where he's going to he's going to text you an incantation to say <laughs> yes. When you so open to a certain page, can you also include a lock of hair. No reason. <laughs> when you need Tim to read the incantation for you oh, yeah. with his Barack oh. Obama impersonation. Oh, <laughs> uh, I have Newt and uh, Bubble Toil. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I'm Andy. Uh, I'm Andy. Double Bubble. I'm at A Welfley on Instagram at A W E L F L E. Should I just do the rest of the closing matters? All of the Patreon people. If you want to engage more with our community, you can go to our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. If you want to follow erasable on social media, we are on, we have a Facebook page, we have Twitter, we have Instagram. At Erasable Podcast, and we have a Patreon. We it takes you know time and work, although not this past month, to to make this show. And uh, you can help kind of support us and keep that going. And that is at Patreon.com/slash/Erasable. And by the way, Erasable is spelled without a second e, so it's E-R-A-S. Common misspelling. People put an e at the end of erase. So I'd like to thank before we close our producer level patrons, the folks who who support us at ten dollars a month or more. A really great group here with some new names, which is awesome. We got Melissa Miller. We have digitaltent.tech. We have Angie, Aaron Bollinger, Matthew Shavon, Andrew Austin, Tara Whittle, Ida Umpers, David Johnson, Phil Munson, Donnie Pierce, Bill Black, Ed Swift, Diana Oakley, Tom Keekley, Andre Torres, Paul Moorhead, William Maudlin, John Capaluti, Jamelia, Stephen Pensali, Aaron Willard, KP, Millie Blackwell, Bob Ostwald, Michael Dialosa, Jacqueline R. Myers, Tana Feliz, Ann Seip, Joe Crace, Measure Twice, Mike Hagen, Chris Metzkis, Studio Delger, Bill Clow, Random Thinks, Jason Dill, Dave McDonald, Mary Collis, Alex Jonathan Brown, I'm going in reverse alphabetical order this time, Andre Prevost, Kathleen Rogers, Bobby Letzinger, Kelton Weens, Scott Hayes, Dr. Hans Noodleman, Jay Newton, Chris Jones, and John Wood. Thank you all so much for supporting Erasable. Uh, and we will be back uh, in less than a month. Hopefully. Probably. <laughs> we'll <laughs> definitely, definitely. Definitely. We'll see you all in two weeks. Turn it off.